You're listening to Explore to Inspire, a Puna podcast. For more than 30 years, Puna has been sailing the world's most remote shores, exploring the globe to promote education and the protection of our precious environment. This podcast provides a unique chance to hear the travel stories of passengers and crew as they share unforgettable memories of other cultures, biodiversity, and experiences that touch them profoundly. Why is Antarctica so fascinating? What makes us want to return to this remote place time and time again? What emotions do encounters with the white continent's emblematic wildlife arouse in us? In this episode, come aboard Le Commandant Charcot for a polar expedition. Get to know the Emperor Penguin thanks to Margaret's curious and fascinating experience with Antarctica's only permanent inhabitant. This encounter with the Emperor Penguin was a minor miracle. Prior to this expedition, I'd been to the Antarctica twice with my husband, but Emperor Penguins had proven difficult to observe. Their colonies are located far inland, away from coastal areas, so it's virtually impossible to observe a colony along shorelines, as is the case for Adelie and royal penguins. As luck would have it, an opportunity arose for us to participate in the Le Commandant Charcot's very first expedition. The planned voyage was sailing deeper into the continent, and earlier in the season, keeping my dream of meeting small isolated groups of emperor penguins alive. I really fell in love with the Antarctic Peninsula. Seeing this continent with your own eyes is it's absolutely magical. You have to imagine a sun that does not set, a deep silence and endless white. A white that it's not uniform. The sky and the pack ice merge to form a single horizon. Antarctica is extremely poetic and fortunately this area is still protected by an international treaty that's safeguarded science and peace since um, 1961. At the beginning of the trip after crossing the Drake Passage, uh, we headed to the western side of Antarctica and the Bellinghausen Sea. The sea was covered with ice that was crepe-like and drift ice of various thicknesses. Um the conditions were pretty good, so with the expedition team, we were able to make some initial exploratory trips in the zodiac, well being of course very careful to follow to the letter their recommendations on protecting the biosecurity of the sites. and it was there during one of the first landings on the pack ice that we had the privilege of seeing an emperor penguin while we were doing just a quick walk in our snowshoes it was all alone afterwards we said that perhaps that would be the only one we'd see during the whole trip.
this emperor penguin alone was so striking. Even if it was not, of course, really alone, there were also seals, orcas, whales. <laughs> we pinched ourselves to make sure that we weren't actually dreaming. My husband was busy taking pictures, but I, I couldn't. I, I was hypnotized. I felt sad we had to leave because at that precise moment when we said goodbye, nothing could guarantee that we would see one again. We continued our voyage to the southwest, but uh, sailing conditions were less than favorable. The captain decided to change course. Our expedition leader then reminded us of an Inuit proverb that the weather and the ice are the true masters in the polar regions. So we set course to the east and the Weddell Sea. I was really excited to discover this side of the Antarctic Peninsula. As we discovered during a lecture on board, the sea is still largely unexplored and unspoilt by human activity. As soon as we arrived in the Wendell Sea, we just passed the tip of the peninsula. The captain made an announcement. A group of emperor penguins had been spotted. I'm always fascinated by the ability of the guides to identify species through their binoculars from so far away. That moment was so important um, in creating a close bond between us and the other passengers, as well as with the crew. I I must say that this expedition was extraordinary across the board. For this special inaugural voyage of the Le Commandant Charcot, we were accompanied by eminent photographers, guides, and naturalists, as well as the director of the documentary March of the Emperor, Luc Jacquet, and his film crew. Each of us had a very personal reason for wanting to meet this very fascinating animal. We approached an area that was covered by ice and the seamen maneuvered very carefully to secure alongside it. We disembarked onto a huge patch of pack ice in small groups that included the naturalist guides. Seals were lying down, enjoying the sun, and just past the end of the ice, a whale. The scenery was so peaceful, so idyllic. In the distance, the group of emperor penguins that the expedition team had spotted from the bridge could be clearly seen. They waddled up to the ship, they had come from their colony several kilometers away. I mean, that's where they were nesting and where they would return to feed their chicks, which was what Bastian explained, a polar wildlife naturalist and guide. They, they looked really great in their tuxedos. Their plumage was so majestic. I mean, I have no other word for it. Um, the team of naturalist guides answered all our questions. Uh, for example, I learned that the adults have a black back and a white belly to blend in with the sea and avoid predators. 
It's hard to imagine, but the guides also explained that a penguin's feathers are very dense so that their down traps warm air. <laughs> this image, the, this memory that I have of emperor penguins moves me just, just talking about it. They are endearing and funny at the same time. <laughs> their walk is so unusual, and, and we saw them in the water too. When they're in the sea, their wings are used as paddles, and when they come out, oh, their coats, they just shimmer. They, they move through the water with incredible speed, just like torpedoes. You know, during this kind of encounter, you're, you're present in the moment, but you, you, you don't dare move. You, you don't dare speak. It's the same for everyone. Nothing matters anymore, not the cold, not the time, especially not your job. You know, despite being a doctor, I, I felt just like a, a young girl at that particular moment. I mean, we were not the same people after sharing this rare sighting, especially as we were part of such a small group. There was such a, just a joyous mood among the passengers and the crew members. We shared some wonderful exchanges initially with the naturalist guides. My husband, being a researcher, was able to discuss the encounter with them for a very long time. And some of the guides had never themselves met an emperor penguin before, so it was the first time for them, too. We had also a memorable experience with the film crew that was accompanying us. Luke Jacquet and his technicians took us aside and, and showed us their raw footage. We were able to give them our opinion on it. It was such a unique and precious opportunity. Now, maybe... It's the doctor in me, but I find it instructive to observe nature through different prisms. That of science, obviously, in the company of naturalist guides, but also through art, in the presence of a filmmaker. I think that these are complementary points of view that combine to help awareness about environmental preservation. I came back from this adventure with stars in my eyes. We have so much to learn from this region's fauna and from the emperor penguins that managed to survive and reproduce in such an extreme polar environment. You know, we realize that nature has a tremendous capacity for adaptation and that it's our role to convey its staggering beauty while at the same time explaining the need for its preservation. You have just listened to Explore to Inspire, the Punan podcast. To prolong this escape to remote and wondrous destinations, join our community of enthusiasts on the Punan social networks or visit our blog, skills.punan.com. We hope to see you soon to share more beautiful stories on our next podcast episode and on board our ships.